I get that like people are just looking for any kind of connection. And it's so strange because I think when we had it before, we didn't realize just how amazing that was. And I sort of hope this will kind of be like a reset for a lot of people to maybe more so live in the moment, put the phone down. When you're with your friends, just be with them. Welcome to the Believe, Be Real, Be Bold podcast for authentic dating. My name is Dave Glazer, online personal trainer and obsessed with the Enneagram personality assessment. After going through a couple of breakups in 2017, I came across some really inauthentic people when dating in Denver. And instead of getting frustrated, I decided to create a community of authentic people myself. Come along with me on this path to authenticity as we welcome expert guests and real-life daters to share their tools, tips, and knowledge to help you show up as your most authentic self. Hey guys, welcome back to the Believe, Be Real, Be Bold podcast. This is an honor for me to have my guest over Zoom today, uh, Abby Rosenblum. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. I know that you're in Denver and normally we would be doing an in-person interview, um, but the world has gone absolutely crazy and now we have to, are forced to do things over Zoom. Yeah, I mean, Mayor Hancock just announced that stay-at-home order for Denver, so here we are. (laughs) Okay, that's news to me. Um, I just came from a workout at the park, so I should probably not do that much much longer. Well, I think he said, you know, being outside and things like that are okay. You know, just don't be having pickup basketball games or volleyball games or things like that. Okay, so uh, that's actually a really good point that getting outside and maintaining a normalcy and a routine is really good for us right now as we're now stay in place order has been has been made. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about just staying at home. And I'm sure a lot of people, even myself, you know, you kind of start to go stir crazy and you have to get outside. So it's good that we have that, you know, of course, you have to do your social distancing and stay six feet away from each person. But yeah, I went on a run before this podcast just so I could clear my head and be ready. Mm-hmm. Are there any other fitness or nutrition or routine practices that you're putting in place now out of necessity and awareness of how it's going to maintain our mental health over the next month or two? Yeah, I'm definitely like consciously making an effort to work out or do something active every day which I don't normally do. I'm more of like a, you know, a few times a week kind of person. Um, But doing something every day, I think is so important. And taking that break, going outside, maybe I'll make my fiance who's working upstairs take a break with me too. So you never know. (laughs) So were you both working from home before um, businesses started to make that transition? No, we are both just now working from home. So it's a new thing for both of us. (laughs) And how's it going so far? Because when is the wedding? Do you have it planned yet? Um, So I'm so, first of all, I'm so happy that we're not having a wedding this year because I feel like so many people are now rescheduling and changing things. So we are still in the planning phases for September of next year. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, we are just taking our time, which I'm Mm -hmm. Was such a good decision now looking back on all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, let's let's keep getting to know you a little bit better. And the reason I brought you on is because of your business as a millennial matchmaker. That's mm-hmm. the number one reason why we brought you on. But um, I'm enjoying getting to know how this transition to both of you working from home has go has gone and how you anticipate it to keep going. 
Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of couples or roommates are going through the situation too, because, you know, it seems like the majority of people are working from home now. So what we have done is we have like our separate office spaces. As you can see, I'm in my kitchen, so forgive all of the disorganized snacks behind me. <laughs> um, and then he's in our office upstairs. So I think having those separate spaces, like we tried working at a table together, way too distracting, did not work. And both of us are just on the phone constantly. So mm-hmm. that would drive anyone insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think awesome. you're know, just having your separate space and then maybe even taking those breaks together to have a little bit of social life like you would in a workplace. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like those principles could actually apply in a normal lifestyle too. Like um, you're cohabitating with your fiance and you both come home from work. You still need a little bit of individual space, even if you do go to a nine to five at a different location. Yeah, no, it's totally true. I think um, just having your own space in general, everyone needs that. I mean, unless you're that person who just constantly wants to be around people. I don't know those people. Even me as an extrovert, I still need my alone time. (laughs) So yeah, I think that is a really important thing in relationships and also being able to read when that person needs alone time. That's a work in progress, I think, for everyone. <laughs> are, are you telling us we have to read minds to be successful in a relationship? Um, for men, yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're so wise for, uh, for your age. As a millennial matchmaker, how did you get into that? Yeah, so, you know, people ask me this question all the time, and I always want to have an answer, like I come from a long line of matchmakers or something like that. Um, But it was really just born out of, honestly, frustrations. You know, I had my own frustrations with dating apps. I would constantly hear all of my friends, men and women, complaining about just how frustrating it is to find someone online. So I thought, why don't we have a way for people to meet in person? You know, because I think you can meet someone at a bar, you can meet someone out, but it's hard to find, you know, the type of people maybe that you would want to date. Because usually when you're out, you're just kind of having fun. No one's trying to get a relationship or anything like that. They might just be looking for a hookup. So I just wanted to create a place where people could come to events. They could come to me and I can help them find something serious and something that could hopefully move on to whatever they want in the future. Mm -hmm. So in like a, do you have a pre-screening process? Do you ask your members questions ahead of time and then kind of narrow down who you direct them towards after that? Yeah. So I have a whole questionnaire that I go through with people. And I usually, if we're not dealing with the coronavirus, I meet with everyone in person and we sit down for an hour to an hour and a half and really delve into everything, you know, everything from, you know, how old are you, how tall are you to your past relationships, to your values, everything like that. So, you know, I think it's really important to, for me to really get to know people because I think what I really match people on is that vibe and that feeling. So I don't really have an algorithm. If I did, I, I think I would be a billionaire. So I'll let you know when that happens. <laughs> sure. And then you could sell it to other people and they could apply it to their matchmaking businesses. Exactly. <laughs> so what are some common questions that people are asking you within the last week or two? Um, because of the changes in um, social distancing and now a stay in place kind of order? Yeah, I mean, a lot of first question is like, well, can I still be going on dates? (laughs) 
And I'm like, well, we should probably put the pause button on that. Um, I have had people, um, you know, because for first dates, I don't really want to do virtual. So I have had people who are maybe going on like second, third dates. I'm like, hey, go to the park, go have a picnic, you know, have a movie night or something like that, you know. So we've definitely been having to get creative. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of fun to, you know, think of these ways that people can get to know each other. So I think the first one is like, are we still going on dates? And the other question is, well, what, what do I do? Like I have so much free time. So I've been telling people to really work on self-love and I've actually been kind of doing my own self-love confessions. So helping people kind of figure out Sorry. See, there you go. Everyone's working prime, from home. A prime example of how people are interacting with each other at home, running two businesses. I totally get that. Exactly. Poor guy just trying to get his lunch. <laughs> yeah. So these creative date ideas that you're um, that you're sending people on or guiding people towards, like a picnic in the park. That's really cool. It's almost an intimate setting, and I, I really like the romance behind it. What if what if they'd gone out two or three times and they're like, I want to see this person again. Do we have that level of trust between each other that like, okay, are you socially distancing at work or in your other half of your life? If I'm yeah. socially distancing over here, they can actually spend time together in person with that foundation of trust laid before them. I want to say yes. Um, but I almost feel like I have some liability with saying that. <laughs> um, and I've just been telling people, you know, who are in that phase or maybe they've been on a few dates and now they are starting to get more serious of like, it's really up to you guys. You know, like I'm not encouraging anyone to be, you know, like kissing on the first date, you know, things like that. Like we need to be, Oh, got it. Okay. Know, this is like the olden days. <laughs> you can't even hold hands. <laughs> sure. We're going to take it super slow. Yeah. So I think it's kind of nice. It's like having people kind of take a step back and, you know, really get to know that person. And then you can build that physical chemistry mm -hmm. for when you have both agreed that you haven't, you know, gotten diseases and haven't been touching other people too. <laughs> We've gone out three times and now we each need to quarantine apart from each other. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. why I bring that up is because things are changing from week to week. Like last week, I would have been happy to go for a hike with somebody and yeah. we could have established healthy boundaries ahead of time. This week, it's a little bit different story where now we have an um, even more extreme uh, stay in place order here in Denver. And that's news to me. I mean, I don't watch the news. I stay off of social media for news sources. Essentially, I get my news from my roommate. <laughs> well, my background is in journalism. Um, and I actually also work over at channel seven while I run my matchmaking business. So I am always in tune with the news. If you need an update. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, we'll definitely connect on social media so I can get my news from you. <laughs> and what I'm thinking is like, okay, somebody has gone out with each other two or three times. They're scheduling a fourth date and it happens to be on like Monday lunch, we're going to spend it at each other's house and we'll get work done in the afternoon. And then all of a sudden now we're quarantined with each other for the next two or three weeks. <laughs> we're going to find out really quick if this person is for us or not for us. Yes, you are. You are going to find that out real quick. <laughs> because we're spending so much time together just by chance and not by choice. And yeah. 
that's a, that's to your point of like, let's slow it down and actually take our time for the first time in say like the two and a half years that I've been single. But yeah, I think, you know, it is interesting. It would be funny if I had a couple that after a few dates did end up quarantined together or decided they wanted to do that together. It almost seems kind of like if you think back in college, you know, those friendships, at least for me, are so strong and still so important to me, I think, because we were all living together. So you do form that bond more quickly. It almost could be a funny dating show to have quarantine people together. <laughs> uh, people have been talking about love is blind and uh, yeah. this kind of era in our modern dating is a lot like that where we are feeling isolated, um, except we have the opportunity to connect via technology. You know, I had a good long Zoom conversation with a friend yesterday, uh, a great FaceTime connection with one of my best friends who has been on the podcast. And I have two other FaceTime or Zoom scheduled later today and then tomorrow night too. Well, you've gone completely virtual. I love it. <laughs> but, you know, we have to. It's almost eerie to me. So I'm torn between I love the fact that we all can feel connected and feel a human connection, even if it's through a computer. And, you know, like my whole family, we've been doing group FaceTimes and I know people are doing virtual happy hours with their offices and things like that. You know, I think I love that. And I think that's awesome. And the other side of me is like, is this just going to make people never leave their house ever again? <laughs> Cause now we're proving like, well, Everything can be virtual if we really wanted it to be. <laughs> Except for maybe that physical need. So when we're all free and clear in the end of all this, I think that that physical need is going to bring us back together um, for partnership and for connection and for intimacy too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have been talking to a couple clients who, you know, we talk a lot about the five love languages. And, you know, for people who are listening who may not know, it's, you know, how you either like to receive or give love, you know, five basic ways. And one is physical touch. And a couple of my clients who, you know, that is their primary, you know, way of wanting to receive love. They're like, what am I going to do? And, you know, we've kind of been having conversations of like, well, <laughs> let's figure out what your secondary love language is because we're going to have to really work on that one and boost that up during this quarantine. <laughs> I'm screwed because physical touch and quality time are my top two. Well, quality time we can kind of fake, right? With the virtual, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, whatever that might be. But yeah, I mean, it is definitely a hard time. And I have kind of been using this time for my business to really build my relationships with my clients because I think a lot of people are feeling isolated. And not everyone has, you know, a roommate or a husband, fiance living with them. And I, I am lucky that, you know, I have that so that I don't feel totally alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, I know that the Zoom and the FaceTime is a great opportunity for me to deepen connections with people that I already know. But if I were starting a new relationship right now, I know that that could only last for so long mm -hmm. before I'm just like, all right, now my needs aren't getting met. And if somebody, one of your clients comes to you, that's a lot like me, what would you tell them a strategy or a technique or whatever to get that need met for physical touch and quality time? 
I mean, physical touch is a hard one, you know? Uh, Obviously, you know, practice some self-love. I'm sure we're all there with that. (laughs) I think we know what you're talking about. Yeah, You you can go ahead and say it. Trying to keep this podcast PG. I'm not sure if we need it to be. (laughs) No, definitely not. We're speaking to adults here. So let's just, I throw it out there, guys. Learn some (laughs) self-love. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk about, but it's important. Everybody does it. It's just like everybody poops. Everybody masturbates. (laughs) So, you know, I think in terms of that during the quarantine, you know, the physical touch thing is very hard. You can't really recreate that virtually. So, you know, I think I'm telling people to practice self-love in all areas, you know, um, so physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, you know, like, so spend some time with yourself, words of affirmation, tell yourself how amazing you are. You might sound crazy saying it in the mirror, but no one is watching. So tell yourself you're amazing. You're beautiful. You can do it, whatever you want, you know those kinds of things. And I think just like, you know, have those relationships with your friends and your family. Um, It's definitely difficult to develop a romantic relationship right now. And obviously that's like the biggest obstacle for me is that, you know, my business is really kind of on pause. Or we could think of it from a way, um, I totally understand because my, my business just had to be placed on pause as well. Yeah, We could also think of it as a way to again, practice self-love while we are spending time with ourselves because as an individual, if we're isolated or feeling isolated, we're going to understand really quick, we need to get to know ourselves right now. Mm -hmm. And that will help us prepare for the opportunity when we do get the chance to connect in person with physical touch and quality time. So, I mean, our best option now is to prepare for that day. Exactly. I mean, I think, you know, I've been trying to tell people that I'm like, hey, think about, you know, when the restaurants and bars open, you know, six or seven weeks from now, how amazing is that going to be when everyone is just out having a great time wanting to meet people. So it's like, let's make ourselves the best we can be in order to receive that love once we can all go back out into the world again. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has been frustrated for the last six months, maybe the last year with their dating experience, uh, what's the first few things that you would guide them to guide them towards getting to know themselves, loving themselves again um, in preparation or laying the foundation before they get into a relationship? Yeah. um, So I was actually, it's funny, just before we were chatting this morning, I was writing another kind of self-love thing about embracing your flaws. And really just viewing them as a part of you rather than something negative. So, um, you know, I was just writing up a little thing saying, you know, write down five things you love about yourself, five things you aren't so happy with, and then turn those five kind of negative things into a positive or figure out how they can be turned into a positive. And if they can't, figure out, well, what is my coping strategy for this thing? And I think, you know, that is a really important thing because sometimes when we focus so much like maybe on our own flaws, we start to focus on people we're dating and their flaws and that's all you can see. And you're not going to find a person that you're ever going to be happy with because you're just kind of going to be nitpicking all those things. So, you know, I try to work on that. And I think another really important thing is, you know, the love language that 
love languages that I've mentioned, um, just because that's a big source of miscommunication in any kind of relationship, friendships, romantic ones. And then my, I think my biggest thing is helping people figure out what they want. And that is a long process. Usually (laughs) I have a lot of, cause I think people who usually are like, you know, I've been struggling for a while with dating, either they're attracting the wrong type of person or they think they want one type of person, but they really want the opposite. So how does somebody go about finding out what they want? Is it trial and error when they're out there dating or is it some deeper self-work that we can focus on? Um, So for me, I don't do like a whole lot of coaching per se. So I like to really do just experience and actions. Um, I have some great dating coaches that I work with if people need like much deeper thought and things like that because some people do, but for other people, I can kind of set them up on a few initial dates, feel out, like we first go with someone they described to me, and then we see if that works. Then we kind of go back to the drawing board. After all my dates, I like to have a phone call, really hear how everything went, so that I can continue to kind of morph and change this ideal human that they're looking for. I got it. So after the first couple of dates that you set them up on, um, how do you help them maintain positivity if it didn't work out the first few tries? Yeah, you know, that is definitely a hard thing because people get in this mindset where they're like, I'm single, I'm going to be single forever. There's no hope for me. And if you're listening, we've all had these thoughts go through our heads. And the problem is when you do have that mindset, you're going to kind of be putting that negative energy out into the world and not attracting the right thing back. So I really work with people on like perspective. So, you know, if one date went well, it wasn't this be all end all thing because I work with them on going into the date of not making this a giant, giant deal. Cause I think it all starts with going into that first date of people expect sparks, fireworks, bing, bang, whatever, you know, (laughs) and that really doesn't happen on a first date. I'm sure it's happened for some people, but it's so rare. People are usually nervous. You're meeting for the first time. Maybe you're going to a new place. You have no idea where you're going. You walk into the wrong restaurant. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I always start with like an intention for a first date and to make it something simple. So maybe it's to laugh. Maybe it's to get someone, get to know someone new. Maybe it's to go to a new place. So, you know, after that date, you accomplished whatever you were there to accomplish. If you had this great connection with that person, it's just cherry on top. Mm -hmm. It's the icing on the cake. I like that. Exactly. So if we're dating virtually now, because that sounds like it's going to be a good solution for some people, they FaceTimed a few times, they text frequently with somebody, and then this whole thing ends and there's no spark in person. Are we back to the drawing board? Are we we supposed to get frustrated by that? It's hard because people do get frustrated. Um, And I guess I don't have a ton of experience in virtual dates, which since I do everything in person, but I would expect that sometimes that can happen, you know? Um, but I think when it comes down to it, it's almost like that show Love is Blind that you mentioned, where 
I think, I mean, I haven't gotten through it all yet, but it seems like the people who really felt that connection, even when they couldn't see each other, you know, most of them who were honest ended up making it so far through the process. I think I'm on episode seven or something. Uh (laughs) So I would think if you feel like you have a connection over video chat, you would probably still have one in person, especially if you're seeing the person. I just, I don't know. I think I need to do an experiment with this and get back to you. (laughs) I think we can all learn something new uh, during this new normal that we're experiencing. I I could gather, I could guess that there's going to be an influx of of new members on dating apps who are trying to meet each other because some people live alone and they need somebody to chat with and uh, maybe they're new to town and they don't have a good friend group yet that they can connect with um, who's going through the same thing that they are. Well, I even know like just me personally doing some of my consultations through video chat People want to talk more. They want to just like kind of shoot the shit. And I'm like, hey, I'm here for it. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get that like people are just looking for any kind of connection. And it's so strange because I think when we had it before, we didn't realize just how amazing that was. And I sort of hope this will kind of be like a reset for a lot of people to maybe more so live in the moment, put the phone down when you're with your friends, just be with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking things for granted. And now that they're all taken away from us, how much more value that places on uh, the action or the moment or the experience that we're going, yes, this will end and we will get back to um, some semblance of normalcy, but hopefully it's changing in the direction of where you are talking about it. I hope so. You know, (laughs) that's the little impact I'm trying to do with people I work with of like, this is like the reset time, the reflect time, the self-love time, and then we'll all go out and party and have fun in six weeks. (laughs) That's definitely true. That's definitely true. Um, So you specifically work with millennials Mm -hmm. and they're probably because they're a lot like you and you're in that age group, but what differences do you notice within the age range that you're working with? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I deal with is people being noncommittal. And, you know, I think this can happen in any age range and I hate to stereotype, but the true for a reason, you know, I think millennials are just stereotypically noncommittal. You know, people are getting married later. People don't want to be in relationships. A lot of people don't even believe in the institution of marriage because, you know, most of our parents are divorced at this point. So I think there's a lot of that. And then specifically in Denver, um, I think it's one of the reasons that our city has gotten kind of a bad reputation because we really attract a lot of those noncommittal people because we have this amazing lifestyle here. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, for the outdoors because they want to be a ski bum or because they want to hike every day. And their job is just kind of like, eh, you know, it pays the bills, but I don't really care about it. <laughs> I think, so, oh, sorry. Um, so I just have, I just wanted to add that I think it creates this like Peter Pan syndrome where there are a lot of people who just don't want to commit. But I think among all of that, there are so many people who do want something serious and they still love the outdoors but they do want, you know, a partner. And so those are the people who I'm like, okay, 
I need all of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That does remind me of the question that I was stumbling on earlier. Oh, yeah. And the difference between what you do with your members and your clients of like pre-screening them, throwing them a questionnaire, and there's one question that I think is of immense value, mm. and that's connecting to people who are looking for the same thing without having them necessarily ask the other person, what are you looking for? Yeah. And here's why is in my experience in the last two and a half years of being single, you know, you're getting to know somebody, whether it's through an app or you met in person or you've been on a few dates and you're like, Hey, what are you looking for? And I find that this is almost like a mood killer or almost like an attraction killer kind of a question. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, everything is just like waiting on this response. And I think, you know, it is nice for all of my clients and members to go into a date knowing, Hey, Abby picked this person because they want the same things. They value the same things. They probably have a few similar interests. You know, so it is nice just going in, being on that same page and knowing that, you know, this person is legit and I sat down with them for an extensive mm-hmm. period of time too. Mm-hmm. And I I'm, don't necessarily, I'll just uh, share a little story if that's okay with you. Of course. Um, I know another matchmaker or two in town and I was asked once, hey Dave, are you single? I'm like, yeah, I've been single for a while. Hey, uh, one of my clients uh, wants to go out on a date and I think you'd be a perfect match for her. I'm like, okay, well, I've known you for a little while. I'm, I'm game. I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. Well, the challenge is that I wasn't asked any of the pre-screening questionnaire questions. The horror, no. Well, and here's why. Here's why I bring that up is because yeah. it might not have wasted that person's client's time, but what, what about um, my boundaries? What about my, my chance to go out on a lunch and truly get to know somebody, you know, like mm-hmm. our intentions are what we were looking for was completely different. Oh, interesting. And I thought about it for a long time and I'm like, well, that's part of the getting to know you, each other. That's part of the process of sitting down and asking the question of like, hey, what are your long-term goals? And then when somebody Mm -hmm. responds to that question, what are you looking for? You get your choice after that. Yeah. No matter how much of an attraction killer kind of a question it is, it's still necessary. It's still part of the process. And I can imagine that your clients and the people you're matching up will still get to that conversation at some point between the two of them. Yeah, they definitely do on their own. And I think the good thing is that it takes it out of a first date at least. You know, they know that, okay, this person's not just looking for a hookup or, you know, they're not just looking for sugar daddy, whatever it might be. <laughs> you know, they're looking for something serious. So, yeah, I was curious to ask, you know, did the matchmaker say why you were a good match or what like their thought was behind it? Our fitness lifestyles was probably the only foundational principle that um, that would have connected us. And what it came down to it, I'm a very intense person. Um, I like Olympic weightlifting. I like jujitsu, and I like taking things to the uh, to the utmost challenge when I ski or when I when I run Red Rocks or anything like that. 
but this particular date of mine mm-hmm. was twice, at least twice as intense as I was. Oh, wow. On the fitness lifestyle. And our energies just didn't match up. Um, mm-hmm. While I while I'm very intense at jujitsu and I do take weightlifting very seriously, which is a pretty intense sport, I do those things so that I don't bring that intensity into the rest of my life. Yeah, that would be a lot to be super intense all the time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's, heard- yeah, that's kind of interesting because you know I think sometimes matchmakers get a bad reputation. Like I deal with so many people who are like, I had a bad experience with this matchmaker, this company. And then they come to me because I think, you know, the struggle sometimes is we have a client and maybe they paid for like six dates or whatever their business model is. And we're just like, ah, I just have to get them on six dates. I just don't have a person, but oh, I know this guy and he works out. So, okay. Like we'll set them up. <laughs> I, I figured that that was definitely part of it. And um, it didn't, I was totally fine going on the date. Um, we had already actually been connected on Facebook ahead of time. And when things popped up from her, I'm like, oh, that girl's really attractive. But I never thought to ask her out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a benefit of having outside eyes on our connectivity between like you come to me and you say, Dave, you know, I've been following you for a while on social media. It seems like you're really big into fitness and outdoors and your daughter and um, your dog, of course, because I share my dog as much as anything else on social media. But by the way, I've got this client of mine who kind of is very similar. Yeah. Let me ask you a few extra questions to see if you're the right fit for that person. Totally. And um, kind of how I do it is like, let's say, you know, I just found you on the street and I was like, ah, you, I feel like you'd be a great match for Sally or whatever. I don't have any Sally's. That's why I use that name. That's too <laughs> bad because I've been looking for a Sally. <laughs> when Harry met Sally. <laughs> I just watched that movie last night. <laughs> oh, nice. It's funny that you say that. It's classic. I did notice. It's on Netflix, right? Hulu. Hulu. Okay. I saw mm-hmm. it somewhere and was like, I need to save that for later. I've got plenty of time to watch the Netflix and <laughs> and uh, and Chinese food by myself. <laughs> yes, great combination. <laughs> Best. What's your favorite Chinese food, though? Okay, I'm a big fan of orange chicken. Ooh, what about restaurant? Favorite Denver Chinese food restaurant? Okay, that's a harder question. Um, I don't get out very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of cooking at home. Um, yeah. I live a block from Fat Sully's, so I'm just like so guilty of the easy slice of pizza. Um, what Asian restaurant have I been to recently? Uh, I went to Hapa Sushi downtown with friends while they were in town about three weeks ago. It's still open for delivery and takeout, I believe. And I know that there's a long list of resources out there that are guiding people towards um, date night spots that they can order delivered or um, go pick up as well. And, and that's one of my favorite things to do is uh, grab a meal to go or get some delivered and, and just chill at home because my lifestyle is go, go, go all the time. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> Until this past week. Yeah, right. And now it's chill, chill, chill. <laughs> And I'm good with that because I needed the reset and I needed the 
a recovery period so that um, I could be prepared what was in store for me during this time of refreshment and also right after that too, because I'm not just sitting on my hands at home um, wallowing. I'm straight up just taking action every single day to move myself forward. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't imagine you just sitting at home doing that thing. I mean, we haven't known each other for very long, just this Zoom call, but I can't picture that. <laughs> well, good. If your message resonates with somebody, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, the best way is probably to just sign up for an appointment on my website. Um, that's the social mm.club. Um, I'm happy to provide my phone number as well. We can probably put that up somewhere. People can just Give me a sure. call. Sure. I'll make sure I'll put those both in the show notes below. And before I let you go, if there's one thing that we touched on briefly, didn't quite get to, or that you want to uh, bring up uh, for our listeners, what would that be? Um, I think two things. So first thing is, you know, just want to emphasize again, while we have this time to, you know, we have some extra free time or maybe buy ourselves some more self-love. So I'm going to be posting some tips that'll be on my website. They're called my self-love confessions. So every week I'm doing a different topic and I'm confessing my own self-love as well and all of my flaws and things that I have to deal with. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, just to kind of sum up my company and how it all works, you know, I want to connect Denver Boulder's young professionals and help them find serious relationships through singles events, blind dates, and personalized matchmaking. So I would love to help people find love. And if you'd like to go through that process with me, you'll have all my info. Awesome. Yeah, that's a really powerful mission. And um, it was born out of frustration. And I'm so happy to see that it's, um, did it in any way have any connection to you finding your current fiance? Uh, so yes and no. Um, I think in my process of finding my current fiance, Kevin, you know, I went on like 75 dates from dating apps. So many. It was like the summer and fall of dating. And he was maybe one of two guys that I felt like was like, oh yeah, they could move on to a second date. <laughs> so, you know, that just kind of added to all of it. And, you know, people can find love online. There's definitely nothing wrong with that. It just takes so much effort. So, you know, just creating something for people that's easy and makes dating fun and not frustrating. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Very well said. Well, I appreciate your time, Abby. I know it's very valuable. So uh, what do you say in the next six months? Hopefully we're out of quarantine by then. Uh, we host a co-host a live event and we get our communities together and um, we can show, uh, show the people out there what authentic dating really means. I would love that. That sounds amazing. Awesome. Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. Talk soon.